Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Hello and welcome to episode 17. This is going to be a two-part series about trauma. The first part, which is today's episode, is called What Is It? will define what trauma is. And the second part is called recovery. Um, of course, both of them will be uh, very important and will build on each other, but they will always be self-contained. Let's first talk about trauma. The word itself is very, very stigmatizing. And often when we think of trauma, we think of it in terms of someone else. That person is traumatized. That person has problems. And the reason is because trauma has a very, very uh, judgmental connotation, as if someone has something that's in their life that's uncontrollable, or that their behavior is out of control, or that they act a certain dysfunctional way. And the truth is that the American Psychiatric Association, in an article they published about a few months ago, they estimated that between 57 and 96% of all people experience some type of trauma in their life. So there's nothing wrong with trauma at the least bit. And before I define what that means, and how that applies to all of us, I first want to give one quick disclaimer. And that is that the trauma work is very, very triggering for many people. And so if you're listening to this and you're feeling triggered, don't push yourself through it if, if you feel like it's not going to be healthy for you or helpful for you in a way that's manageable. Just stop it and either try it again later or skip to the next one or listen to some old episodes. It's plenty of stuff to listen to. But if you do feel that it's helpful for you, then I encourage you to explore these ideas. I'll give you some book ideas as well. And uh, there's some amazing resources that are out there. And one of the things that impresses me most about people that I work with with trauma is their resilience and their desire and dedication and commitment to recover despite all challenges in their way. So what is trauma? And again, the American Psychiatric Association says that between one and two or almost 1.9 out of two people experience trauma. Trauma could be so many things. It could be something that we experience as extreme as murder, rape, abuse. It could be traumatic family experiences, but it could also be, which is really an important part of what trauma is, it could be what uh, Dr. Peter Levine, who's a biologist and psychologist, defines as two components that add together the terrible mix of where trauma is formed. And that is a feeling of overwhelm by what is happening mixed with a feeling of helplessness. And that those two ingredients of overwhelm plus helplessness equal trauma. And he explains that that is the reason that many times early childhood trauma takes place because children are often very overwhelmed and they sometimes are very helpless um, because they just don't have resources to help themselves or they don't perceive themselves as having resources. Um, and so it's very important to conceptualize what trauma is. And, and this does not mean that people listening to this should just start blaming, well, I had this traumatic experience and therefore that's why I act the way I act. But what it is, what I hope for it to be is just a discussion of us looking into ourselves and finding out, you know, hey, is trauma a part of my life? Well, it is for one out of two or 1.9 out of two, according to the American Psychiatric Association. And am I living with its effects or is it bogging me down? Because one who is traumatized, it's like running a marathon in life, carrying 100 pound weight on your back for no reason when you could take it off. And often my clients that are able to take off the trauma, and again, it's not a conscious decision, it's a it's a commitment and work, um, they have a tremendous sense of relief and they have been really trained very well to run a marathon and their life becomes exponentially more successful. And so that's some of the things we want to look at. Another conceptualization of trauma, put even more simply, 
is a very fascinating thing that I heard from a fellow therapist of mine who said that trauma is something that occurs in all of us. And this is a very, very benign, but yet descriptive explanation. When something occurs that we do not have the inner or outer resources to deal with. This doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us. This doesn't mean there's anything wrong with our parents or our caregivers or anyone around us. It just means that at that moment, we did not have the, or we did not perceive ourselves as having the inner or outer resources. And what I like about this conceptualization, which fits very well with Dr. Peter Levine's approach of a mixture of overwhelm and helplessness, is that once we could show the person, help the person recognize where that overwhelm, helplessness came from, where that uh, lack of resource came from, and how things have, are different now in the present, and the resources are there. That doesn't mean that the resources are there for them to change if it's a death or divorce or some type of issue, but that just means the resources to cope with the situation. All right, let's talk about symptoms. So Dr. Peter Levine gives a very, very lengthy list of what sometimes people with trauma have, and just going through them, again, this doesn't mean that if you have any of these, that means it's trauma. There are many other things that it could be, but the combination of, of, of a number of them can point towards trauma that is impacting my current life. And let's go through them. So one of them is hypervigilance, and that means that I feel like I'm on guard all the time. Again, once we're, a person experiences trauma, their brain is trying to protect itself and often will be more easily on guard. Another is intrusive imagery or flashbacks to the past. Again, the brain is trying to make sense out of it. So sometimes we get stuck in, in flashbacks. Many of us remember 9-11, and those images flashed, uh, you know, in our minds repeatedly, and it was something that was on people's tongues. People were talking about it constantly. That, that, that's how we deal with trauma. Another symptom can sometimes be extreme sensitivity to light and sound. Um, again, part of the hypervigilance as well. Um, hyperactivity sometimes. Again, that one, there's a lot of other things to rule out, like ADHD. Exaggerated emotional and startle responses uh, is something that we see a lot. And again, often in combination because the, the, the body is on hyper alert mode. Nightmares or night terrors. Um, sometimes clients have abrupt mood swings. These are all things uh, such as rage or temper tantrums or frequent anger, crying, shame and lack of self-worth. It's very interesting how especially developmental trauma, things that took place unfortunately over the span of childhood, um, such as abuse situations. This shame and, and lack of uh, self-worth, it, it's not logical. It doesn't make any sense. You did nothing wrong. But the, the workings of personal self-esteem have not developed properly. And that work, once that work is done, hopefully one can get back on track in this healthy self-esteem and healthy self-worth. Reduced ability to deal with stress, meaning a person gets very easily or frequently stressed out. Again, we all get stressed out. So this has to be taken uh, on, a, on a continuum. Difficulty sleeping, uh, that's a big one. And what's interesting, and Dr. Peter Levine points this out, is that sometimes these issues show up later in life, much later, um, because sometimes the body is still trying to deal with the trauma and only later uh, do we recognize that, hey, you know, I'm still not over this. Dr. Peter Levine's book is called Waking the Tiger, and he has some brilliant, it, it's a poetic, very, very descriptive book about trauma. I highly recommend it, and I highly recommend his modality as well. I think that incorporating the body, which we'll talk a little bit more in the recovery part two coming up next week, incorporating the body in the therapy can be very, very effective. Uh, one thing that uh, I wanted to add to that list, and he, he has it in a different list, is called disassociation. And I know, again, this is very stigmatizing, but I always ask my clients, you know, what percentage of a day are you emotionally present for yourself and for others and just for at, at task? What percentage of the day are you not there? 
Now, we all space out and we all have times that we're tired or emotionally drained. So that's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to, are you able to stay on task or is your brain stuck in a emotional upheaval or thoughts or worries, etc.? And if you could be very honest with yourself, I don't want to give an exact number because it's not always true, but I'll say I'll say this. If you feel that 90% of the time you're not emotionally present and that only 10% of the time you are emotionally present, well, you might want to talk to someone about that. If you feel that 50% of the time you are not emotionally present, I don't mean that you're just spacing out. I don't mean that you're in the zone of doing what you're doing. No, that, that's called being present, being mindful. I'm talking about where 50% of the time your mind is thinking about something that's bothering you or about your problems or about things that are there. And this is for a long time. And it's not just because you're going through a crisis or a loved one is sick or there's something major going on in your life. That's normal. We all think about things almost obsessively. But, you know, if you're splitting it between 50-50, that's pretty intense. I, I, I try to aim for a client to be in 75% or more present, between 75 and 90. 10% not present and thinking about things, that's called normal wear and tear of life. But to me, this is a big thing about learning sometimes just how to be more mindful or sometimes telling me that there's something a lot bigger here uh, in the trauma. Well, stay tuned for next week where we're going to talk about ways to work on trauma if you feel that you have had some challenges in your life, right? Let's put it that way. If there's been some overwhelm that's been mixed in with some feelings of helplessness or if there's been some times that you didn't feel like you had the internal or external resources, let's talk about ways that you could begin your recovery process. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.